I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, and welcome to Books and Booze with the Opinionate Lushes. And today we have Tina Gallagher. Hi, Tina. Hi, hi. Hi, Tina. <laughs> um. Please tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you from? How long you've been an author? Uh, any information you want to give us? How many drinks a week you have? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Born, raised, still live here. Uh, fans of The Office are always amazed with that and ask uh, millions of questions about what's real and what's not real here. Um, <laughs> I've been writing, I think as most authors will say, I've been writing forever. Um, I was first published traditionally in 2007. And I published six books traditionally um, with a small press. And then I wasn't really making a a lot of money on it and kind of was like, well, um, I'm taking a break. And then the whole indie thing came about. Um, You know, I started learning more about indie publishing and I published the first book of my Carolina Wave series. It'll be five years in November. It was November of 2018. Uh, I published that book and um, I've been publishing ever since. In 2020, I was let go from my corporate job. because of COVID cutbacks. And um, I've been writing full time ever since. I said, you know, got oh, out. That's of, like they, the dream. Shoved, it was like the dream. <laughs> it was like, it shoved out of, I, you know, they let me go. And I was like, yes. Because I mean, that's what I was working towards anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Get to get out of there. So, yeah. So I've been writing full time ever since May of 2020. It's my dream too. I just, I know it's like a writing thing. I'm like, I, I pause, like things get in the way, like doctor's appointments and stuff. And then I get frazzled and mm-hmm. then it's on the back burner. And then I'll mm-hmm. next month I'll do it for a week. And then shit keeps happening. Yeah. So. Shit, shit does happen. And it really stinks. Cause like when I first got let go from my job, I was like a maniac. Cause I was like, I have to make this work. I have to make this work. And I wrote and wrote and wrote. I think I wrote, I had two books published, um, when I got let go and within the next year I published six more books. Like I wrote and wrote written those six months wow. I wrote and wrote and wrote and then I burned myself out and then couldn't write. And <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Burnout is real. Burnout is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about your book? So yeah. The book I'm reading from today is called thick girls pole. Um, I started doing pole dance fitness back in probably 
2018, the pandemic screws me up. Uh, yeah. I'm to, cause we're, they're close, you know, the pandemic screws me up. So I want to say real time, okay? Yeah, it is. It's like weird. And I'll tell you, you know, I've always been a bigger person. I, you know, I, you know, I was like one, just, I just always a bigger person um, and kind of always had that, do the whole body, you know, stigma thing going on. And I'll tell you, I, I joined, um, I started doing pole dance fitness and I just fell in love with it. And I fell in love with the community and the, the women at my studio who most of them are like 20 years younger than me. I'm like the old lady in the studio. Um, they're, you know, a couple of them are my kids age and you know, they are just so accepting. And so like, you know, you walk into class, like you have to wear shorts and like a tank top and um, at least, you know, and I was like wearing as much as I could. And then like by the, you know, by the time the pandemic came, you, you know, I'm walking around in like the little bralette and the little pole shorts and stuff. <laughs> so anyway, I wrote, you know, I started um, doing that and I really wanted to write a series of books about kind of about like the, the pos positivity thing, body positivity thing in the community of the pole dance uh, fitness community. Um, so that's where uh, thick girls pole came from. Um, and uh the the character uh the the heroine is um she's a she's a plus size girl curvy girl and it's kind of always affected her relationships and that the guys were always trying to change her and she always had that little bit of um wanting to change herself and she had started doing pole dance as well and was now an instructor at the studio so she kind of had that licked that that body positivity thing but she hadn't found a guy who had caught up with her yet with that until yeah <laughs> yeah this seems to be a problem in yeah squishier girl community yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact i actually have a poll it's not up um yeah. but i had a poll for years and i actually couldn't get into it not because um i didn't want to like i wanted to obviously um but i didn't go like for the instructing like which yeah. i should have yeah um i just tried to do it at home and that was where i failed because you know i just <laughs> attempted it's, to do it by myself and that you need yeah. that community I think you need it's like yoga I feel like you need the community yeah. and you need yeah I mean I, yeah. I got a poll in after the pandemic I got a poll and um it's it is different because of course I do what I want to do <laughs> I do what I want to do. So I just, you know, there's a whole slew of stuff that when I do go to class, um, it's awful because I haven't done it in, you know, a couple of years. And so it's like, but when I, when I'm on my poll, I do what I want to do, but it is, it's, it's great. Yeah. Take a class if you can. It's a great community. I would love that. I think I'm going to do that one of these days just because. Yeah, like absolutely. I'll be out of breath. Yet. I don't care. It, 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 let me just tell you right now. I started pole dance when I was. I want to say 47 going on 48. So again, I'm like, like the old lady of the studio and like I was dying and I, you know, thank God I'm the kind of person who's like, I'm going to do this. Cause I liked it and I enjoyed it. And I was looking for some kind of, cause I had done it all. I'd done yoga. I did CrossFit, told, tore a labrum in my hip doing CrossFit. Oh, like, no. I, oh, I was no. trying to find, yeah. Some kind of, some kind of um, exercise that I enjoyed and I enjoyed the pole dance. So I was determined to tackle it. And the, again, if it was a different kind of community, I probably would have quit. Like if I felt any, any kind of like, if I was uncomfortable at all, I was going to say uncomfortableness, like that would have been bad. Right. <laughs> but I, I, if I was uncomfortable at all, I would have been, yeah, like quit, quitting, but I, you know, they really made me feel so comfortable and um, I just kept going, you know, kept going back and I was determined to do it, but it's, it's hard. It's a hard workout. I mean, it's, you know, people like somebody said to me, cause I call these books, um, 
uh, well, this book, as the second one is not done yet, uh, I call this book a um, sports romance. And, you know, one of my friends was like, well, I, I really don't think it's a sport. I'm like, well, try doing it. Damn right it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to climb that pole. It took me three months to climb that pole. <laughs> yeah. Let's see other athletes attempt it. And I bet they couldn't, to be honest. Yeah, like, a lot of them, it's, yeah. It's funny because guys, like we had a few guys at the studio and because um, at the one studio I went to, they had a uh, jujitsu or some kind of martial arts there. So there were guys. So some of them would come, you know, come to class and every once in a while. And the guys were different because obviously they have all that upper body strength. So they, there's a whole slew of crap that they could do um, mm -hmm. just automatically that we can't do. But then there's all the other stuff that they're like, how are you doing? Like, cause it's kind of like yoga where it looks easy. Kind Well, people make it, I don't make it look easy. I look like I'm dying. But like, you know, the people that I take with some, like the instructors, they look like they're floating up the pole. I'm like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> but it's a good workout. Oh, that's fantastic. We'll have to do that one day. Um, Sonia, drink words. All right. So the drink words that Tina gave to us. Provided us. Yes. Yes. Uh, we got sex, we got pole, and we got sister. So remember, awesome. put them in your brain there. <laughs> sex, pole, sister. Sex, yes. pole, sister. Sex, pole, sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Tina, whenever you're ready. Like... Yeah. I'm ready. Whenever you ladies are, right. I am ready. Yeah. And so... I'm going to mute while I'm drinking. Yeah, and I think Sonia is too. I do. Yeah. We... Uh... Right. And just Lots of this slurping just... noises. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that would be interesting for romance, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this starts off, it's a, it's in first point, uh, first person point of view. And it starts off in Kira, who's the heroine, and then it moves over to Simon. So I'll kind of, hopefully, you know, I'll just kind of say right. it in Simon's point of view. But um, it's usually pretty obvious. Um, okay. We ready to get started? It's great. Whenever I'm you want. Okay. You. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Again, this is Kira's point of view. How did you survive for so long without sex? Anjanette looked up and blinked, then raised her right brow. When I asked if there was anything else we need to discuss, my sex life isn't what I had in mind. I definitely don't want to talk about your sex life, what your sex life is like now. That would only make my celibacy seem worse, even if it is voluntary. I want to talk about your dry years prior to Leo. I smirked and bobbed my eyebrows, pun totally intended. I guess we're done with business. She closed her laptop and rested her elbows on the table. But thankfully, everything looks great, and it seems like the open house is all set. You don't need me here at all. You know, that's not true. You're the heart and soul of this place. Everyone misses you when you're gone. After dedicating herself to the Peaches and, po to Peaches and Pole studio for the better part of three years, Anjanette met and fell in love with Leo Maracas, all-star catcher for the Carolina Waves. When I got downsized by corporate America, she brought me on as a partner, which was definitely a win-win. It gave me enough of a bump in income so I didn't need to find another job and also allowed her the flexibility to travel with Leo throughout the baseball season. And don't think you're going to distract me from my question. She took in a deep breath and let it out on a dramatic sigh. All right, what do you want to know? Just what I asked. How did you survive for sex without sex for so long? I remember giving my toys a workout for six months or so, but after that, I just didn't crave it anymore. Plus, I was putting all my energy into this place, so that helped shift my focus. She said, how long's it been? Five months, one week, and three days. That's very specific. I could probably tell you the hours and minutes, too, if I really thought about it, I said. And I've been giving my toys a workout, but they're just not doing it for me anymore. It's much more enjoyable when someone else does the work. Know what I mean? Yeah. Anjanette's mouth curled into a sappy smitten and super satisfied smile. I know exactly what you mean. Okay. The chair scraped against the floor as I pushed back from the table and stood. 
what's wrong? You know that I'm really happy for you, but I'm so fre freaking jealous right now. I'm ready to jump out of my skin. I'm so horny and you, are you and Leo are fucking like bunnies. Her eyes widened and she stared at me for a few heartbeats before flashing that satisfied smile again and dramatically nodding her head. Yeah, we are. I burst out laughing, then leaned down and pulled her into a hug. I truly am happy for you. Shifting back, I squeezed her shoulders, then let her go and straightened. I'm just cranky. I stuck my bottom lip out and used my best whiny voice to add, I really like sex. Anjanette stood and leaned her hip against the desk. The only thing I could suggest is what really helped me. Focus on why you gave it up in the first place. She raised her voice on the last two words of that sentence, turning it into a question. I never really told her why I decided to take a break from men. Initially, I didn't have a concrete answer. It was just something I felt I needed to do. It's a little more clear now, but knowing doesn't make it any easier. You're partly to blame for my celibate state. Me? She placed her hand on her chest. What did I do? You started a healthy relationship with your hottie ball player that made me want more than random hookups with dick band-aids. Plus those hookups got old. I realized I was just going through the motions and it became more like a bad habit than something I enjoyed. Anjanette's image blurred and I blinked several times to push back the tears. You okay? Yeah. I dabbed at my eyes. You know I've never been a crier, but lack of sex must have my hormones all scrambled because the past couple months the waterworks are never too far off. Sappy movies and sweet commercials have me tearing up and I even got emotional last week after my class perfectly executed a new routine. Have you talked to Dr. Green about it? When I decided that I finally wanted to deal with some emotional baggage, Anjanette recommended her therapist, Dr. Green, Dr. Rachel Green. It's a struggle for me not to make a friend's reference every time I'm with her. Yeah, she said that crying is an excellent way of releasing, releasing emotions and processing difficult situations. I used air quotes to highlight my therapist's words. I still don't like it and can't help but wonder if it's worth it. Like, seriously, why am I doing this anyway? Change is hard, but it'll be worth it. Honestly, I don't think things would have worked out with Leo if I hadn't focused on myself before we met. I wouldn't have been a cap capable of having a healthy relationship. She squeezed my hand. You went through a lot with Brian, but when you broke up, you never really took time to deal with it, which is exactly what I did for years. I moved from guy to guy, making the same stupid mistakes. The thing is, eventually all the stuff you ignore builds up and tarnishes everything. My issues didn't start with Brian, but he definitely highlighted all my insecurities. I've always been a bigger girl, and I'd be lying if I said it didn't bother me. Pole dance helped me appreciate my body for its strength and even made me feel sexy. But in the back of my mind, I always wish I was smaller. When we got to, first got together, Brian said he loved my curves. But once he lost some weight and got obsessed with fitness, the insults started. He complained about what I ate and wore, especially if we were with his crossfish friends. I snort left. The sad part is, if I hadn't found out he was cheating, I'd probably still be with him. Yeah, same with Travis and me, she said. And when Dr. Green pointed out my bad pattern and suggested I take a break from men, I hated the idea. Thankfully, I'm stubborn and decided to do it just to prove her wrong because she was totally right. I'll admit I thought you were crazy. I couldn't even imagine going cold turkey like that. So what changed? Brian isn't the first guy I've dated who ended up commenting on my weight. I blinked away tears as I looked around the studio before meeting her gaze again, then shrugged. One night stands with random, guy random guys kept me safe from that. Plus the sex was good, in the beginning anyway. I just went through the motions with the last few, but that's not how I want to live my life going forward. I want to spend it with someone who loves me for me and doesn't care about the size of my body. She pushed away from the table and pulled me into a hug. I'm so happy you decided to make a change. Releasing me, she added, you're beautiful inside and out, and someday you'll meet a man who recognizes that and will treat you like the goddess you are. Say that louder for the universe to hear. Now we move to Simon's point of view. My phone buzzed, and I cringed when I saw my sister's face pop up on the screen. I thought about ignoring the call, but that would only delay the inevitable. How's my favorite sister today? I'm your only sister, and I'm pissed, she said, then added, at you, as if there was any question. 
No use pretending I don't know what she's talking about. Shannon, I took Andy out to dinner, then dropped her off at the hotel. I don't know what else you expected to happen. Expected you to give the date a chance. Since she said you barely spoke, and when you did, you gave one or two word answers. I did give it a chance, I said, by sitting there silent and just nodding like an idiot. I closed my laptop and shifted forward to set it on the coffee table. Resting my elbows on my knees, I told her my side of the story. I got a few words in at the beginning, but once I asked about her job, she barely stopped talking to breathe. So instead of interrupting, I I just listened and nodded. It couldn't have been that bad. Do you want me to tell you about the designer she's worked at, items of clothing she's worn, and which makeup she prefers? That question was met with silence, so I'm guessing Shannon has experienced similar conversations with Andy. But since she's being quiet, I figured I'd drive my point home. I could also tell you which photographers are her favorite, although by that point I was only half listening, so I won't be as detailed. I heard a long sigh and sat back waiting for my sister to speak. Did you like her at all? I didn't dislike her, but she's not someone I'd want to date. Just because of the talking? Honestly, we don't have anything in common. Okay, no, Andy, she said, but I do have someone else in mind that I think you'll connect with better. My sister is a makeup artist for some of the most prestigious photographers in Manhattan, so she has a never-ending supply of beautiful women at her disposal. I appreciate the thought, but I'm good. Besides, people will start avoiding you if they think you're going to hit them up to go on a date with your nerdy brother. My friends think you're adorable and would jump at the chance to date you. I seriously doubt that. Why not? Nerds are in, you know, she added with a chuckle. Penny and Leonard end up together on the Big Bang Theory, but chances are they'd crash and burn in the real world. There are exceptions, of course, like my parents, but my experience has taught me that my sister's friends and I just aren't a good fit. We're too different. Your friends are like you. None of them would be content doing the low-key things I enjoy, and I definitely don't fit into their world. Relationships are about compromise. Look at mom and dad. They're as opposite as can be and still make it work. Mom and dad are the exception, I said. And besides having nothing in common with your friends, I live in Scranton, and they're either in Manhattan or travel all the time. Andy's photo shoot in the Poconos is the only reason we managed to go out. I have friends closer to Scranton. I took off my glasses and rubbed my eyes. Shannon, please find another project. You and Zoe broke up almost two years ago, and aside from the women I've set you up with, you haven't had a date. And I'm okay with that. Simon, you're a great guy with a lot to offer. I know you'd like to be in a relationship. You just need to meet the right girl. That's not going to happen if you're hiding in mom and dad's playing video games with Andrew and Archer. My sister and I may be twins, but we're total opposites in looks, interests, and lifestyle. Where she's like our outgoing popular father, I take after our more reserved mother. Shannon has made it her life's mission to get me out from behind my computer and make sure I don't end up living in our parents' basement. You know I only moved back home because mom and dad took off on their tour of the country. Once they come back, I'll get my own place. After Zoe and I broke up, I moved into a studio apartment because it was fully furnished and available, but ended up living there longer than I should have. My lease was up, so when mom and dad bought an RV and planned their epic journey, I decided to move back home. Staying here will give me time to find something new and would also keep make keeping an eye on their house easier. It seemed like a win-win to me. Shannon thinks I'm going to stagnate here. We'll see. I swear I heard her eyes roll through the phone line. Shan, I went away to college, then moved in with Zoe a couple years after I graduated. You make it seem like I've been a hermit. Not a hermit, exactly. I mean, you go to work and hang out with your friends once in a while, she said. But let's be honest, you spend more time with your dolls than you do with people. They're not dolls, they're collectibles, and I don't play with them. They're on display. Okay, Andy, she said, referring to Steve Carell's character in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. On that note, I'm going to say goodbye. Her answering laugh should have aggravated me, but for some reason it made me smile. Talk to you later, big brother. I disconnected the call and picked up my computer, but the game I'd been playing before Shannon called wasn't keeping my attention anymore. Something my sister said kept running through my head. I would like to be in a relationship, and if I'm being honest with myself, I know who I want to be in one with. Opening a new browser, I signed onto Facebook and typed in her name, Kira Jordan. 
We worked together for almost a decade before her position was downsized last year. I had a crush on her from day one, but she was dating then engaged. Plus I was with Zoe part of that time. Even if those things weren't true, I'm not sure I would have asked her out. Besides the fact we worked together, we were friends. If things didn't work out or she wasn't interested, that friendship would have been messed up and I'd have to face her every day. But now that wouldn't be the case. My ego would be bruised if she turned me down, but I'd live. I scroll through her feed, which was mostly pictures of classes at the pole dance studio she's working at now. Then something caught my eye. They're having an open house at the pool, at the studio next weekend. Before I could second guess myself, I grabbed my phone and dialed Shannon. Do you have plans next weekend? I asked as soon as she answered. Nothing that can, can't be blown off or changed. Why? There's an open house at Kira's pool studio Saturday, and I was hoping I'll be home Friday night. Sometimes it's not so bad having a pain in the ass, sister. And that is chapter one of Thick Girls Pull. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Woo! <laughs> I'm just like I'm drink. Like, I'm finish drink, 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 drink. <laughs> it's like no. I was like I'm, I'm like trying to go. I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I'm not going to ask because we already talked about this about what inspired you to write this. Um, but uh, do you have anything that you relate to the characters that you wrote about? Me personally, no. Aside of the thick girl thing. Um, but the character is loosely based on one of my friends from the pole dance studio. <laughs> um, so uh, she's gave, given me a lot of inspiration and she ended up with her own personal Simon. So <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's kind of nice. Um, so she was, she was thrilled and he was thrilled and, uh, that he's, he's in a book, he's getting quite a big head, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't, um, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of neat having some, someone to kind of semi-inspire it. Like a muse. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of inspiration. I said, I used to tell them, I'm like, I'm sitting here taking notes, like the Dick Band-Aid thing. That was one of mm -hmm. hers that she used about the guys <laughs> that she dated in the past. And I'm like, you know, that's going into a book. <laughs> yeah, no, as soon as you said that, I seen Sonia. She's like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's everywhere. The muse is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing so is safe around a writer. No, it is nope. like you're like with like a little post-it note, just like, oh, that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So usually Domri and I share questions before we start. We didn't this time uh, okay. because, because I, I had the same question, but I'm going to word it a little bit. Do you like, do you always, for all of your books I've written, do you usually base them off people you know, or do you I, usually have people, some people you know as side characters or? I don't usually, um, this, the, this series is a little different. So they are loose, like loosely based off people that I know. Um, but I don't know. I don't usually have based them off people that I know. There's always a little bit of, you know, everything in it. Like I said, the muse is everywhere and you pick up little things um, from people as you're, oh, that'd be great for, to add to a character or whatever. But um, I don't know. I don't usually write about people I know. Um, so how long does it usually take for you to complete a book? Normally, it takes me <laughs> about a month, four to six weeks. It depends on the size of the book. Um, usually, I, I usually aim for four to six weeks. So do you like plot or planner? Like, are you a plotter or a planner? I am not a plotter or a pl I, I kind of <laughs> like, I usually know the beginning. I know the black moment and I know the end and then everything else. I just kind of make up as I go along. Okay. So you're a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. I've tried plotting like, because people swear by it, like, you know, plotters swear by it. And I've tried plotting <laughs> and I always end up going like in the other, like, Oh, something happens. I'm like, Oh, I could have them do this now. Cause I get inspired as I'm writing. So I stopped doing that. Nice. Yeah, I, I've attempted to plot, um, but I know like when I write, like the characters are gonna make their own lives and then yeah. it's just gonna take off and then I'm gonna have to change shit anyway, so. Exactly, exactly. So why waste your time? <laughs> why waste Why waste it? <laughs> Don't I mean, bother. I do envy people. I envy people who could just sit there and make an outline and follow it and you know, and have a book banged out work. in like two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> doesn't work for me. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Um, so do you have any writing rituals? I always light a candle. I have my candle sitting here. This is actually a winter one, but I always have a candle lit um, when I'm writing. So that's kind of, and I don't really have them lit any other time, um, especially now with the dog. Um, but I do like, I always have a candle lit when I'm, when I'm writing. So that kind of, you know, do you have any like inspiring scents? Like, which one's your favorite? No, you my guys? favorite one is Bath and Body Works Black Cherry Merlot. Um, <laughs> that is like my favorite one. Um, I'm out of that. This is, I, but and then I like vanilla. This is salted caramel. This one's actually very sweet. But um, I like vanilla scents or like the Black Cherry Merlot is kind of like my go-to when I have when I can grab them. A lot of times they're out of stock. So yeah, it's hard when you go there. Like. I don't yeah. even go there anymore just because like half the things I would want would be yes. at a stock all the time. Yeah. So I just don't bother. Um, hardest thing about being an author. Writing. <laughs> 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 
which which sounds like silly, but um, you know, writing actually like it's it's a toss up between actually, especially when there's things going on in your life. Like all things, all other things being perfect, I, I I write smoothly. But it's like one thing, like you were saying before, like life gets in the way. When life gets in the way, it's it's hard because it's not like it shows in the writing. I feel like like if I'm stressed or whatever, it shows in the writing, and then it has to be really edited. Um, and then the other part is is just marketing. You know, trying to trying to get your your books into the right readers' hands and using the right tools to do so, which yeah, is hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah. Facebook, Amazon, what do you do? Yeah. 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 TikTok. That is yeah, just uh, that's the newest thing. TikTok hates me, but that's okay. <laughs> TikTok, it is I have a love-hate relationship with it. Um, I did a huge boost before. Like I had just a huge rocket boost of um followers and views, and now I'm plummeting. Like yeah. I get maybe 150 views. And yeah. I'm like, what did I do? I have 13,000 followers, but yeah, I only have 150 views. Yeah. Something doesn't I, make sense. I only have a couple thousand followers and that's since when did I join May of 2021, I think. And I've been trying to, initially I was doing all the reader follow parties and all that. And now I'm just kind of trying to do it organically. Like hopefully people mm -hmm. will see me and like me or like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, finding the trending sound or finding the trending yeah, template yeah. from CapCut now. And like, yeah, it's so much to learn. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, how important to you are book reviews? I don't read them anymore. I used to read them and they would like, you know, you could get 10 good reviews and then one bad review and you're like, <gasps> like oh my God, I have to stop writing. This one person doesn't like something. And um, so I've stopped reading them at all. I, you know, they say that they're important on Amazon. Like, so for that, I think they're important, you know, that I, they're important to me. Um, but um, like, I, I don't look at them anymore. I did, like I said, when my first couple books I looked at and then I stopped yeah um reviews i think it's the reason why it's so important for amazon is they'll boost your book more and more yeah. if you get more reviews or whatever yeah. um but i hate writing reviews on zon i hate reading reviews like i don't read reviews yeah. when i want to look at a book um i'll either see a video of someone do like um the tropes and triggers or whatever and yeah. i'll be like yeah. that sounds like something i would read like, i yeah. don't I don't go into the reviews because everyone's different, right? And yeah. like what someone might love, the other person might hate. So yeah. I just don't, I don't bother with that. Um, and writing, I, as much as I want to be an author, <laughs> writing reviews, I, I can't do it. I cannot describe a book that I just read. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, I liked it. it. He had blonde hair. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah, yeah book, re book reviews was hard in school. Like that was not yeah. an easy yeah. task. <laughs> Yeah, book yeah. reports. Like, book no, reports I failed at yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, you see like 10 like reviews above you and you're trying not to copy and sound exactly yeah. Yeah. like them. Like, yeah. What do you do? Well, like, yeah. so I, I hate reading and writing reviews. I don't think it should matter on those personally. But yeah. yeah. And like they always say, like, I mean, I know there's a whole thing on TikTok where they're like, reviews aren't for writers, they're for the readers. And yeah, I mean, they are. You know, yeah. they, they kind of are for the readers. Uh, it's just hard, you know, um, as an author, like, you know, you're reading them and you're like, especially when somebody has something wrong, or I really am convinced that sometimes Amazon puts the wrong reviews up 
like they go to the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know they do for other products. So I'm guessing they do for books too. And you're like, but that didn't happen in my book. Like, <laughs> you got like a different version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what did you get? Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it, it's, it's hard. Um, like and at least initially it was to read them, you know, but I stopped um, a few years ago. <laughs> what made you choose your genre? I have always loved romance and I love, um, I love, I, I would say I don't have the um, patience to do the research for historical romance and I don't have the imagination to do like paranormal or sci-fi romance. So like contemporary romance, like, is it for me? It's kind of <laughs> easier. I have a world built. And uh, so contemporary romance it is. And I love, um, I love baseball. I played baseball. I played softball. My son played baseball through college. And um, so I love baseball and I know baseball. So it's like writing baseball romances just seemed kind of a no brainer. Yeah. I love the baseball pants. Like yeah. I mean, come on, seriously, you know, you know, so yeah. that's just porn on its own, man. You don't even right. try anything. You just say like a whole pants. Pants. Yeah. 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 Baseball pants. Done. That's pants. all you said. Yeah. You describe the dude in his pants and your novel is pants. written. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So he bent over, grabbed the ball, bam, you got that yeah. seller. <laughs> so you're like, yeah. Whoo. Yeah. yeah. There he is. Whoo. Yeah. Um, out of all of the books you've written, which one is your favorite? I, I say it's so funny because I actually signed this book. My favorite <laughs> book is the second book in the Carolina Wave series. It's titled Waste of Handsome. And Jack is my favorite character. And I always write, I signed the book. Jack is my favorite. Don't tell the other guys. Jack is my favorite <laughs> character. And I think it's because he has um he's a like kind of a grumpy cocky guy but that's not what he really is he's got like mommy issues his mom died when he was young and like you find out more about him so i think he's like a misunderstood soul and he's a real he ends up being a really good guy and so i think that's why i like i like that one but that's just my favorite but that's another that's a book that i had a really hard time writing finishing so it's really funny that i like i love it but it is it's my it's my favorite book and he's my favorite hero that's great Aww. What advice would you give to inspiring uh, inspiring other authors? With writing or publishing or just anything? Anything. In what advice anything? would you give any? Just, yeah. I just have to just keep going. I mean, like I said, I'm a very stubborn person, but I know there are some people who kind of do it and like dip their toe in and then they're like, oh, like I, you know, I put a book on Amazon and it didn't sell or like whatever. Just keep, you, you have to be persistent. Just keep moving forward. I actually have a tattooed on my arm. That's, this was my tattoo. I got when I was, I got let go from corporate America. It says, keep moving uh -huh. forward. There's a plume. You can't, I'm like, kind <laughs> of see with the cameras. Cause I'm it says, like, keep moving yeah. forward, but just keep going, keep moving forward and just keep, keep at it. And the author community, the indie author community, especially is so uh, sharing and so willing to help, help you out and give information and help, you know, with figure out what's wrong or what you're, you might be doing wrong or what you can need help with that. Like it's the help is out there. Just reach out and, you know, and do it and just keep moving forward. I, I honestly love, <laughs> I honestly love the book communities. Yeah. Like they oh. are so um, like supportive in everything. Like I just it, love it. I, I can't even, um, I, I just, I say, I know I mentioned to you, like I, my husband passed away last week and the author community has been amazing, like amazing. I, I can't even like say how amazing they've been. And some, you know, bigger authors, I say, it's nice to have friends in high places. Like some, some bigger authors have been like putting my books in their Facebook groups and in their newsletters. And, you know, I've, 
I made more two days ago than I made all last month. Like my royalty, like I sold more books two days ago than I did yeah. all last month. And it's just, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible how supportive they are and how they kind of band around each other and really help each other. And, you know, if you have a problem, you just go into a group and like, you know, hundred people will pop in with a, a suggestion of who to do or a contact to help you out, you know, with all the Amazon, with their accounts being shut down and everything like yeah. people are just like, it, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. I've, I, even as a reader, like, cause I'm not yet an author, but yeah. even as a reader, it's super supportive and yeah. inclusive. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I do too. You are an author. You have that you, the coffee table style. Yes. Okay. I have. Uh, I co-wrote with Sonia um, a parenting book, but okay. I mean, my own uh, romance novel that I have going on. It's it's a work in progress. It's just it's it's a well, lot. If you're writing. You're an author. I mean, if you're yeah. writing, you're, you're pre-published, but you're an author. So yeah, exactly. We try to tell her that all yeah. the time because she's yeah. just like her own worst, like negative Nancy. I have <laughs> imposter syndrome is a thing and it's really funny yes. because like i you know i you know i don't want to be like i mean i was at um the novelist the ning convention conference last year and i was sitting there talking with like lucy score and claire kingsley who are like you know goddesses yeah. in the in the romance <laughs> world uh, right yeah and i like we're having lunch and i'm like do like because i think claire had just put out a book and i'm like do you ever get over that, like hitting, like publish on Amazon and like wanting to cover your face and like roll up in a ball in bed and be like, oh my God, I hate, you. they're like, no. <laughs> Everyone so was like, no, you never get over that. I'm like, oh, good. That's yeah. something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, good, yeah. good. When I'm like at your level, that's good to know that I'm still going to be like panicking. You'd be anxiety ridden always. Like, thank you. It, it, it probably, it, I didn't ask this because it would be, it probably actually gets worse because there's a level of expectation, really, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, because if, if your I'm, one novel hits yeah, so many sales, yeah. you expect that for the next one. Yeah. Exactly. And if I, you know, you know, if I put a book out, that's a dud, you know, the 10 people who read it, it's no big deal. But if they put a book out that somebody doesn't like, or, you know, it's like millions of people that don't like right? it. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, it probably actually gets worse. But yeah, imposter syndrome is a real thing. And I don't know that it ever goes away. Yeah, I, I'm bad for it. I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this. But I mean, I'm you still can. trying. <laughs> you can, yeah. you, you can do it. On the topic of writing horrible books, Domery, um, <laughs> what, what do you think makes a good story? Like what, what like is the, the recipe to a really good story? I like, I think it's all about the characters. Like I like likable characters and I'm not a really, like me personally, I don't like um, a lot of angsty, angsty stuff. I mean, it have, obviously it's romance. There could be like, a, there's gotta be a little push and pull, a little angst, yeah. but like I, I am, I always tell my, my friends, I'm a very shallow person. <laughs> like, I like, I don't want to go to the movies and cry. I don't want to sit here and read a book and cry. Like life is sad enough. Sometimes like I just want to read a book and I want it to, I want to feel better after I read it. I want to be happy after I read it. So I just like, I like, I, I like when I can re like relate to the characters and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're like me. Like, you know, mm -hmm. but it's like, I yeah, just yeah. want to have like a likable character, somebody that I'd want to be friends with, I guess. So I, for me, it's all about the characters. Have you ever met another famous author? Um, yeah, actually I was, um, I had a fangirl moment. I was at the self-publishing formula show last year in London, the conference last June and, um, E.L. James showed up 
just at the after party. And so here's a little fangirl moment for you because <laughs> I was on like Clubhouse, like in the mornings, there's a the indie author clubhouse yep. room, the co coffee chat, they call it. And I was doing that for a couple of years and she's in like that room. She's pretty active in that room. And then they had like that room. They used to have like little break offs. Sometimes on a Friday afternoon, they just pop up and be like, Oh, Hey, we're chatting at noon, whatever, whatever time it is here. And I'd go on. And um, so I'm at that. She wasn't at the conference. She was just there. She, somebody that she's friends with was at the conference. So we're at the, this after party and I come walking out of the, the building and they're standing outside and they're in a circle and somebody moves and there's E.L. James. Erica James is standing there and she looks at me and she says, Tina, how are you doing? And I was like, but like, I, I tried to like tell them like, oh my God. And she gave me a hug. So I called myself while she was hugging me. <laughs> yeah. And then like, we were all standing there talking and somebody was like making a huge deal over her like over on the other side like looking and like whispering and like pointing and she looks at me and she's like I'm literally just a person and I'm like yeah <laughs> but you've done a few big things and you know you're pretty much the person at this point like, with <laughs> yeah. Romance, yeah. Like, whatever so that's yeah that was my big um and I met James yeah, Patterson like one one time at uh book expo America but he wasn't I was in the Starbucks line with him. So uh, oh, you're like, hey, I'm like, well, I was just like I said to my friend, I'm like, is that James Patterson in the Starbucks line? Like, shouldn't he have somebody to do that for right? And so then we were like, yeah, there he was. But anyway, yeah. yeah what's the point of writing if your end goal isn't to get a Starbucks guy? Exactly. <laughs> I want, you know. I want a Starbucks bitch. Like, go get me my Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I even drink coffee. Barista. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. even want someone to go. I want to own my own Starbucks and my yeah. own personal barista. Yeah. Yeah. Make my, I don't even drink coffee. So it's like, I would have yeah. to, they'd have to get creative with the creative drinks, the fancy drinks. But. Yeah. All the pumps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the secret menu flavors and stuff. The yeah. Secret menu flavors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want my own flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I want my own drink. Oh, yeah. I want to be yeah. so so good at writing that they yeah. make a flavor they make about a, me. Yeah, they make a flavor about me, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sonia, do you have any more questions? No, that is the ones I prepared. <laughs> okay, and I think I, I asked more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell everybody where to find you and if you I, have any signings coming up or? I am, am on Amazon. Um, all my, my books are in Kindle Unlimited, so you can find me on Amazon. It's Tina Gallagher. Um, my website, as you can see scrolling down, is, if you're watching, is <laughs> tinagallagherbooks.com. I am on um, the TikTok and Instagram um, and Facebook as uh, Tina Gallagher Author. Um, I do have a book signing coming up on, let me look at the calendar because yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it is, I believe, I keep saying different, like people, are, it's April 29th and 30th at the... Um, what winery is it? Oh my goodness. Oh, it's, it's at a winery. Col That's it's, it's at a winery. Where I would want it's, it's in Columbia, New Jersey. Um, let me find it on my, in my thing. No rush. At the Brook, it is yeah. at the April 29th and 30th from 12 to four, both days, each day. And it is at the Brook Hollow Winery and Event Facility in Columbia, New Jersey. And there nice. are going to be a lot of authors. Um, <laughs> I think there's 50 authors and it's not only romance. It's a whole bunch of um, genres, 
a whole bunch of different genres. And, um, but yes, it is at a winery. And I did this <laughs> last year. It was only one day last year. And I did it. And she decided it's, this is the eighth year. This, uh, Rosalie, who is also a romance author, she has this event every year. And um, it was only one day, but it's gotten so popular. Um, and they've gotten so many people coming through. So she decided to put it up for two days this year. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday, but it's at this winery. It's a beautiful location. You know, it's a beautiful setting and there's wine, which is always nice. <laughs> always we, nice. Like always nice we like wine. We like drinking books and, or drinking books. Reading books <laughs> yeah. and wine. We like drinking books. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If that's how yeah. I got to get my reading in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, I will be there on the 29th and the 30th. That Great. is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us tonight. I had thank a blast. I'm pretty much almost done my drink. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. No, Great. it's our pleasure. Honestly, you've been a hoot. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. All right. You folks have well, a good night. Good night, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions. 